This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 80. This is episode 80. I am Rebecca, and here with me are Princess Alliance members on the edge of greatness, turning darkness into light. It's Scott! And That's me turning darkness into light. <laughs> that was a very effective sound effect. It was like, yeah, turning on the lights. I could just do a light switch sound or something, maybe. And he's right beside him, ready to fight, 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 fight. It's Will! <laughs> Will does karate, Prince I just, karate. I'm, I'm pulling the lever in the back of him so that he gets his kung fu action. <laughs> and caps. Yes. My eye figure still has caps. <laughs> his fists explode into you. <laughs> or into your little brother. Or sister. Not the eyes. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we reviewed a whole dang lot of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and She-Ra, Princess of Power episodes, and now we're reviewing new Motu properties and occasionally revisiting original series episodes we missed or glossed over. So today we're going to walk you through the Netflix series, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, and give you the perspectives of a bunch of old millennials who are intimately familiar with the original series. I think that pretty well captures what what's going on here. It yeah. was it was lengthy. And we, I mean, should should we quibble? Are we on the edge of Gen X and millennials? Okay, so according to the last BuzzFeed think piece I read, we're old millennials. Okay, old yeah. millen- the oldest. Millennials. I feel like I identify culturally with Gen X a little more, but so, I don't have anything against so, either. So there's I, I I don't know this is a while ago or whatever. I read a study that if we're uh, if you're born from like seventy eight to like eighty three, you're uh-huh. in like a weird generation. I think that's fair. To, I, I feel because that way. you I feel you are way. part millennial slash part Gen X. Uh huh. It's like a whole different demographic. It's weird because you like take bits and pieces of each one that makes a lot of sense and you're not you're you're not a millennial Mm -hmm. but you're not really a gen x either so we are xennials yeah there you go we grew up with computers and internet kind of kind of yeah yeah i remember before the before times (laughs) when computer was still furniture (laughs) and radio (laughs) and radio shack could tell my mom this aptiva's top of the line (laughs) ma'am it's got two os's on it Uh uh-huh this is right (laughs) so what have we old millennials been up to it's been a little bit i mean it has been a little bit it's been a while since we've done this yeah we've been we've been we've uh we've been in the feed through proxy through Colonel Holler, obviously. Yeah. But um, for this part of the season, uh, we're we're moving into He Man. So what do we? What, what what's been going on? Anybody have any important updates? Did anybody get new haircuts or join <laughs> any cults or? Scott, I saw your child was um, cl- <laughs> doing some like sheer wall climbing in your house. Uh, yeah, he likes to uh, climb things all the time. Um, 
he was scaling like he was just straight up uh, yeah. climbing the wall without any footholds or anything. He was just shimmying up like an ant. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he will go to like a, a, a playground and uh, you know like the fireman poles that you go down. Mm-hmm. He'll go up them <laughs> and just like zoop, like right up them. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, tired I, for you. I yeah. look at that and be like, but I I'm an exhausted parent looking at this. It's all the time, all the time. Yeah, he's 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 got. He's a good kid and there's just full energy and everything else. But yeah, he needs, we need to get him into rock climbing or something. Or karate. He, I think he needs to chop some things. He does. <laughs> karate is your answer to everything. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's discipline. It's rambunctiousness. We did try uh, jiu-jitsu and he enjoyed that. <laughs> but it was just a one, yeah, we just try. we were trying out different things for him. So yeah, and he's he's doing gymnastics now once once a week. So well, that he, can he turn also into enjoys it. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. He can definitely That's tumble awesome. and jump around and whatever else. Hey, here's Sky Zone, mm-hmm. a trampoline place or whatever. We went there the other day and it's just nuts. And like, I after like five minutes, I was just like, oh gosh, I'm, <laughs> I'm really out of shape. And I'm like, I actually like work out and stuff. And kids are just going nuts all oh over God. the place. I'm like, oh man, I can't even. Jumping Imagine. is a lot of large muscle groups and then also small muscles that you don't use as an adult. Mm-hmm. You're not really up on you're your ch- jumping yeah, you're, you're, as an adult. You're out of practice with trampolines usually. <laughs> yeah. I try, <laughs> I tried to jump over because they have like like a- obstacles. And I tried to jump over one and totally hit my foot on the bottom of it and then completely fell backwards. And then the... the <laughs> The 16-year-old teenager that's watching the the area, he, got, he had to come over and check on me. So <laughs> I was just laying there laughing because I totally biffed. Uh, the old man bit it. <laughs> the Sky Zone uh, lifeguard. Yeah, I died at Sky Zone. <laughs> Rebecca, can I volunteer on what you've been up to? I guess so. Rebecca has been... I have not. Re- reading the stars. Rebecca's been reading the stars to tell us about ourselves and get new insights into us. She's she's reading horoscopes. Okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying I don't believe in horoscopes. Horoscope. I can't say it properly. I can't even oh, say it right. I would That's love that. for you to write some horoscopes for us. <laughs> you will die. There's danger in your future, boy. But but you look in my eyes. So you so, don't believe it, but but I look at astrology memes on Instagram. Memes, memes. I can't talk tonight. Oh, I'm out of practice. We're in a talking show. I know it's really bad. I will say since you've been doing the horoscopes, <laughs> is that how you say it now? Um, I have been. I have been. I mean, it's not like one of those like you know, like it's not like a cold read where oh you can't help but touch on some things. Some of them are eerily appropriate for the person in a way saying. that would not be appropriate generally for other people like for example um we don't have to get into it but oh we do i took a little umbrage at some of the things that were said about me and rebecca can corroborated were true i'm, I'm gonna i'm a triple aquarius by He's the a way triple aquarius and, not, um, not one triple. not two yeah three so sun okay. aquarius sun aquarius moon aquarius rising which i believe was a ccr song <laughs> aquarius rising basically basically she fly. said i'm a, a a creative robot and i'm coming to terms with that yeah so. yeah that's all <laughs> but robots can have feelings which also is an aquarius thing to say okay yeah so, that's very aquarian i'm just saying so anyway and rebecca's is i mean you're like uh 
feck lore or something from for the Klingons. You're, you're just like just like passionate and war and. I don't think that's a horoscope. Feck lore. One time when we were you talking about Star Wars, for example, this is not related. But one time when we were talking about Star Wars, Will is like, "Hey, Rebecca, you know who you remind me of in Star Wars?" And I'm like, "Oh, I like, this. oh like Princess Leia, like obviously." And he's like, "No, you're like a little Jawa." Uh, like, See, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. Like, oh, Titi. You know? I thought it was cute. Endearing. You're probably wearing a hoodie. Endearing? You're probably wearing a hoodie. He's probably endearing. Yeah. Jawas are not glamorous creatures. You don't know. You can't see. They're trash collecting. <laughs> and according to the lore, as our friend John helpfully pointed out on the Facebook thread, because this was many years ago, uh, they don't smell great either. I'm just saying. That's a fact I didn't about know that. Well, I didn't know that. you do now. But anyway, so anyway. If they all smell the same, then is it, they just smell the same, right? Probably. Maybe they don't smell great to us. Sounds mm. like, well, I guess that's a question for a show. <laughs> so Rebecca's <laughs> been into Aquarius stuff. Okay, so uh, well, so I have a question. Uh, can I get my thing read? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk gonna, about we're that. We're going to have to do your okay. birth chart. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. And uh, I, I want Rebecca to still write some um, uh, Motu horoscopes oh, for the newsletter. Because the fun. one, the Duncan horoscope was really funny. Yeah, uh, by the way, if you hadn't signed up for our newsletter by now, and sometimes we post them on Twitter and such, you should because we have good stuff in it, and uh, we keep you up to date on what we're working on and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Scott, you're a summer baby. Why? What's? Are you a Cancer or a Leo? Or Gemini. A, you're a Gemini. So you're before all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have two. Okay. Two, I, mean, I have two sides to myself. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly Call me right. Yanis. <laughs> That's true. He's he's flighty by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Uh, and I got a, a Star Trek uh, Enterprise drone and almost cut Rebecca's finger off with it, and that pretty much catches me up. Okay. That's it. That's it. Nothing. Nothing else. No. All right. All right. Hor- uh, Rebecca's horoscopes have consumed my life, so I think that's a two <laughs> really one. That's really, and, and we'll have to get really, to talking about the series at some point. I feel that you're overrepresenting my interest in astrology. It really, uh, it's, it's it impacted pe- my life a lot, so maybe it stands out. <laughs> I had to, co- I had to reckon with a lot of things about myself as a result of it. So, well, it was written in the stars. Okay. So. Speaking of things written in the stars. I see you have something written on the paper for us to talk about now that we're actually going to talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Um, okay, that was a segue. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we should talk about She-Ra at some point. Yeah. Ooh. And I was just wondering if we had ever addressed this on the previous show. If you were going to have a princess kingdom in Etheria, like, what would your kingdom be? I, I feel like that's a good sort of topic to mm-hmm. get us back into She-Ra and the, and the world and the world of princesses. I'm, I am surprised we haven't talked about this before, I but it's such a good it. question. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess we hit on it, but maybe we didn't. We talked about maybe princess powers, but not really like what kingdom is mm-hmm. your domain. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if you've given any thought about what kind of princess you would be. Do you want to go first since you came up with this? I came up with several answers, so I don't know if you want to hear all of them. I could just, okay. I could just pitch well, them you, one you, by you, one. You just, can you pick your favorite? and then, Maybe you can list them all and then pick your favorite. Pick the one we're going to pick on you about. <laughs> Well, I mean, I had several different ideas because, okay. you know, like they're all very practical in some reason. Uh, you, since you just called me a G- Jawa. G- give me the, give us the main one and then give us some ones that if the first one doesn't work out. Okay. Well, first of all, I do want to be like the rock and crystal princess. Okay. You know, because like the princess of the ore kingdom and like, oh. you know, everybody wants, you know, like what's in your, your minds. 
and they're and they're like like you know use a lot of smelting, uh, good stuff happening For, uh, there. Uh, forging armor and swords. And yeah, you can do all that. I've got miss and my then, pet rock. Of course, you would be. Tagline would you be? You smelt it, you dealt it. There you go. There would be a sulfur area. Yeah, you. See, see. And you tell me you're not feck lore. Yeah, fire and. <laughs> All this stuff. But then I was also thinking about, like, you know, you could throw up beautiful crystalline formations, uh-huh. like, okay. you know, when you're fighting, you know. Crystal castle. Yeah, there's okay. a crystal castles. It's just really a natural, natural and obvious okay. thing. But then I thought about being, like, a scrapyard princess. Like, Oh, that's a great idea. You're like, the princess of, like, Scott, junk. which Superman was it with the scrapyard fight? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> we are, like, ten minutes into our first episode in months, and we are going to bring the first a... one? No! Uh, <laughs> no. No! Is that the one where he makes the diamond? Yeah, I think so. I think so. What? And then he gives it to Lois. Oh, oh there, there's diamonds involved. That's the second one. But scrapyard oh. princess is a great idea. Okay, You can have you. tire armor. Well, that's really I the look Superman I'm going so I can for. I make my own diamonds. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> in your kingdom, it'd just be me and Scott in front of your castle. It's like, remember when Superman was here? I'm just upset because we've gone months without one of these shows, and we're already asking what happens in a Superman film because we don't remember and we won't ever. <laughs> what was your What is your throne in the scrapyard? Is it like a toilet or like an old like seat, like a car seat, or? I don't know. It's improvised out of out of things. Oh, is your is your your scepter thrones, but like oh pipes. Yeah, there you go. Or like some like welded together old cars. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. And your scepter is a pipe or a car antenna. Well, if one of y'all want to be the scrapyard princess, that's fine. I like that. Okay. I like that. There's a lot of good. Will is a scrapyard princess. I like that. Okay. I feel like this theme has been uh, this theme has been done before with Heathcliff. That's true. Oh, true. He was yeah. a scrapyard. Yeah, but he, he didn't. Scrapyard prince. Yeah, he didn't use it to his full advantage. This is true. No, yeah, yeah but no one should terrorize the neighborhood, terrify the neighborhood. Um, uh, can I tell you my princess? Yes. Um, I would be a space princess, which would not surprise you. I would have a moon base, and um, would I you think live on this moon base. Yeah. Okay. It's a tower, like some sort of citadel on the moon, mm-hmm. and uh, my powers would be like. Uh, cosmic music like it'd be like eight like an 80s synthesizer and it always does things like play the disco version of beethoven's fifth and stuff like that yeah and um as all as all keyboards did my would out- you wait, wait for your instead of chord gesture would you have a guitarist uh sure yeah well there'd definitely be like a band in the court yeah okay, i think that's right, right. Right, right and then uh my outfit would be like a david lee roth cat suit with a cape and okay. then i'd have an ace fraley star just because why not? You gave a, this a lot of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm uh, into it. Scott? Wow. Yeah. You princess? Did, did way too much. Uh, so you guys probably would think that I would go with a C theme. I did think that. <laughs> and that's why I was, uh, I was, I thought about the C, but I was like, Scott's the true ruler of the C. So I would either go C uh-huh. or tech. Uh-huh. So it would be like a, uh, or both. I could do both, I guess. Ocean tech. There That's you go. Fun. I want to live under the sea, and I want to have like a bubble kingdom, and I would live in like you know like different you know you have different bubbles for mm-hmm. different people or whatever, and then I'd have a big castle under the sea, but then I could like swim out into the sea because I could I would have like a suit and all that mm-hmm. stuff that I could do. That oh, stuff. so it'd be like a like tech tech based stuff. Tech Atlantis. Yes. Uh, well, you so there like, you go. So it's like a sea quest. 
uh, a little <laughs> bit. It's more just like Sequest. Okay. But we talk about the double keyboard all the time. Jonathan Brandis is double keyboard in Sequest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, we know you've got a tech. Oh, that, that's my you got throne. got very technical. Oh, throne. yeah. <laughs> I would just yeah. sit up there and just be like. Double keyboarding. Do you see how fast he types? He's great at computers. Yeah, yeah. It's only like half the keyboard on one side, right? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Haptic feedback chair. That's good. Yeah. I, I could actually talk to dolphins and they, they would talk back to me. But I'd like telekinesis. I would set that up. Well, I feel like our kingdoms would never see each other. <laughs> We'd only see each other at the princess Look, prom. I control the tides from space. And Quit trying to say how you're in charge of everybody. That's yeah, not right. I gotta, I gotta have a, a mutual a mutual agreement with the Tide Man here, <laughs> and then I gotta get my smelting stuff from. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We need your ore. Yes. It's always about the ore. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have waited here for a thousand years, alone. I did not know if I would ever see another Shira. You must stay here and train. Well, with, with uh, that sort of lovely warm-up that we've gone through our stretches, our Shira stretches, mm-hmm. and, and Princess Calisthenics, I'd like to give you a short, detailed description of what we're getting into for the Netflix series here. I will say, and I, Will, I think you felt similarly, it was kind of a hard sell to get me to actually sit down and commit to watching this. Uh-huh. And it's mostly for the reason that whenever anyone says, like, you have to watch this thing, yes. it's always very, it's very difficult for me. Like, I hate playing catch up or I hate feeling like I'm expected to watch something. And so I wouldn't say that I would, was dragging my heels on this, but I would say that I wasn't. You don't want to feel like you're marching through the same paces as everyone else, even though we didn't. And I think we'll have some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, um, now for all of you listening at home who know that we are intimately familiar with the original She-Ra series, I I hope you appreciate our take on this one. And a quick spoiler warning. We'll be talking about things that happen throughout the series. So if you haven't watched this season yet of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power... Uh, and don't want the details spoiled, maybe go back and watch the series before you listen to this show and the next one. Otherwise, let's get into it. So um, in case you haven't watched it and or, and or need a little refresher, mm-hmm. the description for the series is as such, okay, as I would describe it. In this 13-episode series or slash season, because we're assuming there's going to be more, though they have not been announced well, yet. Well, they did. They did for Vol- <clears throat> DreamWorks. They went for many seasons for Voltron, so I think it would yeah. be good. So in this 13 episodes, um, these 13 episodes, we're following the adventure of Adora as she decides to leave the Horde and join the Great Rebellion. And although the series shows the broad strokes of the war between the two factions, it's rooted in interpersonal relationships. So we see Adora struggling with her feelings over leaving the Horde because she's left behind her best friend, Katra. Um, a difference between this and the original series. Mm-hmm. And we see Adora negotiate her role in the Great Rebellion as she develops friendships with Princess Glimmer of Bright Moon and Glimmer's best friend, Bo, and they all become very good friends. Simultaneously, Adora learns that she is the legendary warrior Shira, and she must learn to use her new powers as the Great Rebellion tries to unite all of the princesses from the various kingdoms so that the rebellion stands a chance in the fight against the Horde. 
which is a premise that we always said we wanted the original series to lean into more. Yes, I love princess recruitment. Mm -hmm. That's I, I can build a cult around that concept. All, although the best stories about recruitment, the, the best Mass Effect was a recruiting story. It's great. We love recruiting. <laughs> we, we putting do. the team together is great. The Blues Brothers. Yeah, they're putting. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, it's a on a mission from God. It's a recruiting story. Yeah, it's a, yeah good recruitment <laughs> stories. <laughs> And this story was developed for television by Lumberjanes creator Noel Stevenson, who has several writing credits also for several episodes. So she wrote several of them, although not all of them. Mm -hmm. And then um, other writers and the names that, that um, I jotted down as well, we were watching, Josie Campbell, Sonia Warfield, Catherine Nolfi. And mm -hmm. if you look them up, they have credits, but they don't have tons of stuff. It's not like, oh, she was the one who did so-and-so. Uh -huh. like they, they've all had various um, small roles in television and, and uh, in, in, in comedy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is like a pretty new staff uh -huh. writing it. So um, that's the plot which is, as we see, similar to the original series, but not identical. Let's talk about the visual style. And here's where we're going to rely on Scott to say some words because... About art words. About art words, because he has the better art words than I do, probably. Yeah, tell, tell us, but give, give some insight into the style. So, yeah, how would you describe it? Uh, it's, it's, it's reflective of a more modern style that is, that is now, like a, like a Steven Universe or something like that, where... I feel like their style can be highly, highly uh, detailed in certain things. Like if there's if there's a lot of action and stuff like that, it's a little bit easier to handle than than if it was if it was fully detailed and everything else, and there was a lot of action. It would just be over. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Not everything like, could be like, Akira. Ex ex exactly. So so it's like it's 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 too much, and it's 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 actually uh, harder to. See thing, see all the stuff because you're uh -huh. you don't know where to look or whatever else. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, for me, I enjoyed it because of the they modernized it, but then they also paid tribute to a, a little a little bit of. Um, I, I know some people might not like this or whatever, but the anime style that, that mm -hmm. um, especially like um, the horsey or swift wind, <laughs> um, he has like glimmers in his eyes, and then like Bo, I think, has it a couple times. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. They you did know, that. like the sparkles and stuff like that. It's just a. It, it's, um, Which makes sense because they come from the comic world. Yeah, and so. yeah. As if I'm being summoned to her side. As part of Adora's herd, I need your help. Will you come? Of course, lead the way. But Glimmer, you're glitching. I, I don't. I, I guess I, I were you asking my opinion if I liked it or not, or something like that, or just like just like a general. Sure, just talking at it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good the way that, that like her her the the transformation animation wise. I I think it was I think it was really well done art wise. I don't want to say it was I like I don't want to say it was bad because I thought I thought it was really good, but it, it like I I don't know like comparative to the old style and how detailed it was, it was like it was kind of almost like um, it's not, it's not not it's not dumbed down, but it, it's like it, it's something along those lines where it's you know you you take away a little bit of the detail, but you get you get better action or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. No, uh -huh. yeah, totally. I can yeah. see that. And then the characters are drawn uh, younger. Also, mm -hmm. it's worth mentioning. And I would call it like a, it's a softer style. You said flatter. I think that was a really good way of mm -hmm. describing it. Um, it. It does take a little getting used to, like for an old person. Because I don't watch modern car cartoons and I'm like, oh, what are they doing? See, well, <laughs> I was going to say um, 
So, yeah, I recognize what you were talking about is it sort of wasn't that uh, flatter sort of anime style, but it was actually um, a lot uh, richer and better animation than I thought. I thought it was going to be like super um, symbolic and uh, I don't know what the right words are, but you, like you were saying, like um, stripped down and suggestive, you know, just super economical. But I was surprised about like um, how good the animation was because even though the renderings were simple, um, the animation of it was really good. And even though it had like the um, anime sort of style, people moved very naturally. They didn't move like flailing arms and silly. It wasn't like Teen Titans. Yeah, like yeah. They, they moved like real people in the space. And and they put such good detail into uh -huh. when in every scene, somebody was doing something. Nobody was ever just like a cardboard cutout standing there where somebody was talking like Catcher's Tail's always doing something and Trapped His Hair's always grabbing at stuff. I mean, there was just a lot going on. I really did enjoy the character detail in uh, the movement of the characters. That was something that, you know, like it... it it comes out pretty early in the series, and it's really fun to watch. And it tells a lot about the characters, the way, what they're doing. Yeah, uh, how Glimmer is just impetuously teleporting everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really did. There, there were a lot of good character movements. And so, you know, again, being an oldster, it took a little getting used to. But then I really did appreciate what that style allowed them to do. Um, you know, the simplicity of it relatively allowed them but to... But you're right. That's a good point. We could take in a lot more information that yeah. way. Because we were talking about these animations and every, all the busyness in the scenes and everything. That probably wouldn't have been possible if the um, renderings were more complicated, any more complicated. Well, and also, I, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of, it's also a budget thing, and you know, and everything else too. You just like, you can't, like you said, you can't have an Akira every time. Mm -hmm. You can't have this highly stylized, you know, uh, fully rendered scenes all the time because it's just so time consuming and everything else. I mean, you could always do the filmation route and just <laughs> well, that's, that's, and that, drag that's, them yeah. through the same background. Well, exactly. So, so like you, you, you could do that where they're a little Put them in a diorama. Detailed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. So that, that was good. Um, can I just wanted to mention real quick, is this an appropriate place? I just want to make a note about like some of the costumes. Oh, like well, yeah, I was going to say characters, but I guess... Oh, this, yeah, okay. Actually, this is sort of both. I mean, both, yeah. Okay, or we can hint at it, but I, I was just going to make a point to say, just in general, that the costuming was great and very character-appropriate. We weren't just changing out wigs on people. I mean, they really fit, and everybody had the different... We, we can get into it, but I want to say especially I really liked Adora's outfit because it really made me think of stories about like a sci-fi cadet. It's, it, you know, they had the, like the nice uh, sort of button-down uh, jacket over the uh, breeches and boots or whatever. It reminded me of like, what's the Final Fantasy? Like Final Fantasy VIII or something? We're in the Seed Academy. I just love the idea. I love the like sci-fi academy type uniforms. Oh, yeah. They definitely played with those themes too visually because, you know, in the very first episode, we see the Horde Training Academy. The Whispering Woods is full of princesses, vicious, violent instigators. They will take you out if given a chance. Don't. Give it to them. Good luck, recruits. Which is very Ender's Game. It's yeah, very yeah. much how uh, Battle School is described in the books. I don't remember the film so well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely a big part of her look. And I think they did a great job updating Katra's look, too. Yeah. Um, she was, uh, it looked like an outfit, but simultaneously also her body. Like, it, yeah. It was, it was really, I, I think... Um, they did a really good job 
echoing, you know, the the uh, styles of the costumes in the first series, but then also mm-hmm. making them current and making them applicable to these characters as we know them. And I, I don't know that I'm like a, a fashion maven or anything, but to me, they also just look like very stylish. Like they look yeah. like good outfits. They look cool. Well, I, I, I don't know if I want to get into it too much right now, but the, I mean, just looking at the way that they designed the characters too, and actually made them different shapes. Yes, mm-hmm. different. They had silhouettes. Each, each, each one, yeah, each one is different. And I was, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, before with with Motu, I mean, you know, you you get into the same, you know, everyone everyone had all the guys had muscular bodies, and they were this, mm-hmm. and it's because. Uh, I, uh, from what I assume, it's because they they wanted to mass produce the the muscle body and then be able to reproduce it. Well, this character is this character. This character, mm-hmm. and you put a different head on them, and, <laughs> and they're done. Yeah. You know, as where you know this isn't the purpose of this isn't to do that, and you know they could actually get different body types on different people and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, that was a cool detail. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought too. Yeah. I did like how they nodded to a lot of like the older costumes and stuff like that. Like you're saying, like the different, like especially Bo, like the yeah. way that they kind of had the heart there, but he yeah. still had he still had a midriff, but he didn't have the whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it uh, wasn't the, a gaping midriff. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I did enjoy the at least the the character costume design stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did too. And since you, you know, are mentioning this too, it, this is a good time to, uh, I guess, to bring up something that I wanted to, like, either not mention at all or just head it off at the pass. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you are in the community of uh, of uh, oldsters, which again we're exennials, so we're oldsters. Um, you know, you may have heard people doing a little bit of grumbling whenever they announce there's a reboot of a much loved older series. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What are they gonna change? That they shouldn't change for no reason." And I think I remember hearing just some some grumbling about the body diversity, for uh-huh. example, like. Why can't they just do the characters the way they were? And uh, maybe this is just a straw man argument because maybe nobody was actually saying that, but I feel no, like were. I feel like I heard that. And uh, another interesting detail about this, which I think speaks very highly in the show's favor, is that you know I was looking up the IMDb for the different voice actors. And it's pretty clear after looking through it that they simply illustrated the character to look like the person voicing them. Yeah. We noticed, that, yeah, yeah, and I thought it was such a good way to do it, just to make it seem yeah. representative. It's of... rep- it's representative. It's also completely arbitrary. Like yeah. you know, like it's their characters on a planet that is can be any kind of a planet we want it to be. Why not? You mm-hmm. know, just have lots of different types of people and shapes and sizes represented. Why not have that? Mm-hmm. Like it seems kind of silly. Yeah. Like you know, just draw them how they always were. Like well. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe not. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we we're going to be a little more forward thinking. And yeah, because uh, their 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 market's not you know thirty five to forty five year old men. Right. right. Surprisingly. So it's like stop 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 complaining. Yeah. And, and, and it, oh, go on. Wait, no, I was yeah. going to say, and and I I think I, at least I'll I'll plan to bring this up a little bit later. But one of the things I I think was important to say was that. Um, Whenever you hear about a reboot, you think about um, a new story or a new iteration of a property like supplanting the old one. And I feel like one of the neat things this one did is like not only did it, you know, 
build a bridge from the old one to the new one, I feel like it also kind of saved the old stories and the old franchise oh, yeah. because uh, they sort of like enshrined it and made it important. And they were interested in making like a continuity from old to new, even in the storyline. So it wasn't like a reboot, like or erasing it, Kelvin timeline, <laughs> Star Trek, uh, even though they did a pretty good job of that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it was about bridging old to new. So everybody completely, Complaining about it again, maybe it's a little bit of a straw man. Um, they did the exact opposite, and I thought it was really tastefully done. It was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. There was one before you who could not let go. Her name was Mara. Mara? Madame Raz's Mara? What happened to her? Mara was the last Shira before you. This is really all I'll say about this for now. But I don't have too much patience for anyone who was just anti-reboot because cultures reboot stories that's kind of what we do like you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, clueless is just uh whatever oh god what jane austen book was it anyway it's not important uh every teen movie in the 90s was some version of a shakespeare play <laughs> and then every creation myth is a reboot of some other creation myth like we reboot stories okay that's what humans do and uh just because you change the names doesn't make it a different story. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's all, you know, we like to tell the same stories. And um, if you want the character to have staying power, you know, you really do need to tell the story a little differently. And it's a very... It's a very loving thing. And it's a, it, it's not it's a, a way to it's not... It's not an insult. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a way to not, like treat the old stories we go with is disposable. It's so it's a way to keep them alive. It's, yeah. it's really cool. It's just like, you know, like Alan Moore's like Promethea, you know, it just, it's like that kind of thing. You just have to keep retelling it, retelling it. It's, it's cool. I'm yes. Yes. I'm sure <laughs> Alan Moore likes to retell stories all the time too, like in his home to anyone who will <laughs> to himself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, I, well, no, that's I mean, how can I do it? Alan I'm gonna work on the Alan Moore. It's uh, I was okay. I was I was gonna. Uh, it does, it's not it's not what's his name. It's you. I was gonna do. Uh, oh God, who's uh who uh, Batman's Butler? I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> uh, it's like that. Sounds like that. I'll come back to it. Anyway, okay. but anyway, I was gonna make a joke about I'm writing a three thousand page book and it's all gonna be written with the vocabulary of a caveman. Yes. So. And he will do that. By the way, that was a pretty good he did story. Do that. I, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they're not rebooting that story. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Moore's Caveman book. Sorry about it. All right, so... Reboot. <laughs> reboot, reboot. Reboot this show. Someday. <laughs> uh, all right. played by Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for the other Ethereum princesses, but none of them have been active members of the Rebellion since I was a kid. The Rebellion had a big defeat years ago, and most of the old princesses gave up. Now all the kingdoms keep to themselves, and the new princesses do the same. Other than Spinarella and Natasa. Hey, guys! We're not really sure what they do. <laughs> okay, so just briefly, let's do a character roll call, because we have mm. mentioned them in passing, and we'll say that most of the people you remember from the original series do get some FaceTime, uh -huh. although not nearly to the same degree, and not everybody shows up. Mm -hmm. And maybe so, they will in a subsequent season. And maybe season. they will later. Grizzler. But... 
Yeah, we did see him. We he, saw he him talk, yeah. very briefly. <laughs> I, was, yes. I was trying to pick a random one. The, the briefest of Grizzlor appearances. Yeah. He was great looking. Yeah, he, he, did, a, he did look cool. He was cool. fun. It's the princess! Get her! All right, so our core folks, obviously, we've got Adora. Um, her foil on the Horde side is Catra, which, mm-hmm. again, as we've discussed, it, I think was a really, really great way for them to ground the conflict between the Rebellion and the Horde in an interpersonal relationship. Yeah. I'll get to that later. Yeah. Did they, uh, did, they, uh, did they say they're Horde friends? Yeah, the, Kyle. The, the lizard, lizard guy, the young they, guy. They only yeah. mentioned Kyle. Kyle and Lonnie was the um, girl with dreads. Yeah. That was Lonnie. Kyle was the um, like wimpy-looking boy. Yeah. And then, I assume the lizard was Whiplash. I might be wrong. That may have been a, Yeah, we don't know who the <laughs> lizard was, Okay, though. so they never mentioned his name. I, I didn't hear it. I don't it. think so. Okay, right. So we do, have, we do have a couple of new characters um, that are the Horde. However, we also have some, you know, a, a reoccurrences of old favorites. Should we Hor- just do Horde right now? Sure. Okay. So we got Horde. Shadow Weaver. And Shadow Weaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the most important imp. Yeah. But he doesn't talk. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, yeah. The, the imp is he was, there. He was great. I, I, I liked how he just, like, it, was he like a robot? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all he right. Was, he was creepy. Yeah, he was super creepy. Was, um, uh, and then Scorpia. Yeah. Scorpia, yeah, And right. she's got a pretty big part, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's revealed that she was once an Aetherian princess, and actually she was the one who brought this black garnet runestone to the Horde allowing Shadow Weaver to do all the dark magic mm-hmm. she does, which I thought was a really tidy mm-hmm. way of having some lore come in. You're a princess? Yeah, you know. The Horde crash-landed in my family's kingdom. We let them stay. My family gave Hordak our runestone, the Black Garnet. You're a princess? Oh, man, I thought everyone knew. I mean, it's covered in Force Captain orientation. I'm beginning to think I shouldn't have skipped that. Cool. We saw a brief cameo for uh, Octavia. Octavia was the a, in a flashback. She was an old Force captain. Yeah, which was funny. Octavia, the f- octopus lady. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then so on the rebellion side, we've got Glimmer and Angela holding it down. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got Bo, as we've discussed. Um, we've got the other princesses. We have uh, uh, Mermista. Per- Mermista, our girl. She doesn't. She lost her French accent, which. I <laughs> But she, she I, I like her a lot. She's I love super funny. her. Uh, Mermista is voiced by Bella Lavelle, who is um, Heather on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same character. It's the same <laughs> character, no, and it's, it's fantastic. And I, I do, I love Mermista. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about the old Princess Alliance. My dad said it was a total disaster. We've got... Uh, Frosta. Frosta. Frosta, Perfuma. Perfuma. Entrapta. Entrapta, who was a princess in this story, although, you know, what, she... What, what was she in the original? I, for some reason, I don't remember. She was, she it, was in the Horde. Yeah, she was a force captain who just showed up once or twice. Yeah, okay, there, was right. a, there was like a weird lair that she had, and she had somebody trapped there, and there were lots of traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As you might expect. Yes. Um, who are we missing? Uh, Madame Raz. Madame briefly. Raz shows up briefly. And then, She's not part of the Horde. Um, uh, Casta, <laughs> Casta Spella. Casta Spella's there for a hot minute. She's Voiced funny. by Sandra Oh, yeah. by the way. She was funny. So, um, Casta Spella. 
She was only in one episode. And as Glimmer says, she's a lot. It was very funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We were all so pleased when she started bringing Bo around. I was sure she had made him up at first. (laughs) I think that's the heavy hitters. That's the heavy hitters. Oh, and Natasha and Spinnerella. Yeah, they're and they're there. Yeah, and then they had lots of uh, they had some like generals and soldiers and stuff in, in the castle. I feel like we're missing a princess in there. Yeah, somebody's insulted. We'll we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them. We'll get them. But um, but yeah, not everyone. They don't go through the paces of making everybody show up on the screen. But it's enough people represented that you know they really really studied the source mm-hmm. material and thought about the best ways to, that they could use people. So that's the character roll call. And if we missed anybody, um, I will say mercifully they did one line a call out to Lookie. Yeah, that was funny. And uh, they just had Madame Raz say something like along the lines of like you know. Lookie's here too, but he's always hiding. But he's or always hiding. Yeah. And then we never hear about Lookie again, which I I, I kinda I try to look him for, Did you look for him <laughs> in the Raz episode. That's, and I feel like he's in there somewhere. That'd be probably. Like, he probably is. Like like hidden in the bush or something. Oh, oh and they had uh, you might have seen like in the promo materials, uh in Cowell was a little uh, throw pillow in Glimmer's yeah, room. Yeah, I that did was see cute. That. That oh my was, gosh, that was I did. hilarious. And Bo yeah. picks up the even... pillow while he's talking yeah, to Glimmer when he's Cowell. It's it's, it's cute. Yeah. Did not even notice that. Oh, and we missed um Seahawk, who they did yeah. a great oh, yeah, job with. They yes. they made him a like completely over the top and cavalier and obnoxious and he was a great foil for uh, uh, Mermista who's very deadpan and dry. It was really funny. Yeah, that was yes. good. Huh? I liked what they did with with him. Butler, can you bring us some hors d'oeuvres? Ooh, hors d'oeuvres for everyone but Seahawk. Yeah, and it was kind of neat, too, because you could see Bo was infatuated with him, which was fun because you might think that, oh, when Bo grows up, that's how he'll sort of lean more into the uh, grown-up Bo from the Filmation series. I kept uh-huh. thinking, like, he, was, he might be infatuated with his mustache and things like that. I thought it was kind <laughs> of a funny idea. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't really think about Cause that because he was really yeah. taken yeah, no, with him. I, yeah, and I, it, I remember that. And Seahawk looks yeah. just like old Bo from Filmation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, th- I think that's all of our major players. I think so. Going into it, what were you expecting about the show? Um, what were your feelings? Because like I, like I mentioned, I was a little dragging my heels. I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. I got a lot of things to what, watch. I expected a sword to be in it. <laughs> I expected, uh, you were I was, right. I was, yes. Oh, we forgot Light Hope. Oh, yeah, and Light Hope. And Light Hope does yeah. appear. And, and Swift Wind. Oh, right, right, yes. True. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, those guys. Sorry. Just yeah, they're kind of important. Them also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we mentioned uh, the expectations about the art style. I guess uh, one of the things I didn't expect is I thought it was going to be geared a little bit younger. Like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, that was really well done, but geared a little younger. But the story was really rich and moving and dealt with a lot of issues that would mean something to older folks and definitely rewarded older fans of the series. Totally, yeah. So I did not expect um, to be taken in as a, for it to be like a legit great fantasy story with a lot of lore. Nor did I. I thought it would be cute, and I thought it might even be annoying a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, I was expecting something a little more teen Titansy cacophonous. Yes, like where the characters are always yelling. Yes, <laughs> yes, but it, but it, it they actually moved, they were actually very naturalistic. And it, yes, it, it would talk about it a little bit more, but like the voice acting, I thought thought you know it was a cartoon, but they acted very naturally. Like they acted how you would act in, in those situations. It was really good. So for me, uh, just knowing um, uh, Noelle Stevenson, mm-hmm. like what she had done in the past and stuff like that, I kind of had an idea of what to expect. 
I guess I wasn't too afraid of it. They, you know, like throwaway episodes, like how they used to have, like, uh-huh, one the one shot, yeah, yeah, the one shots, yeah. yeah. I feel like it, there was there would either be like a story arc of like two or three episodes, right? Uh, like some of the other modern cartoons, or I didn't think it would be like a whole series, yeah. yeah. Like that, they that were like was, chapters. It was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was very well done with that. You know, the way that they kind of like broke it up into. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was kind of like two or three episodes because they kind of like tied it in and then well, it was like like brought a, it back down. It was and a tied classic three act, so that kind of makes sense. You yeah, know, like it was in thirds almost. Yeah, yeah. All right, so if you are talking to someone on the street, maybe not on the street, but you know, someone in <laughs> in the in the in the cool group of people who like. <laughs> 80s cartoons. I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you watched the new She-Ra. You know, like, what was it like? This is a Wendy's. This- <laughs> <laughs> Go get your potato bar and get like, your salad. Ma'am, stop talking to me. Um, if, if you were to say, here's the one thing you need to know, basically. Like, someone's like, so, so what's the deal with it? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, here's the one thing you need to know about uh-huh. it. What I decided that I would tell people is, bottom line, it's an expertly done refresh. It's it is expert. It is masterfully done. It's done by people who are our age, essentially, who loved the source material and made something uh, really solid out of it. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it is different. I would also say that, but you'll get used to it. And um, it's it's just kind of like the Motu movie in that it's not like the show it's its own thing like david s pumpkins and uh you'll you'll just just relax like you'll just relax and just take it for what it is it'll be good uh the same way we're like oh there's a guy named wildor and then also (laughs) something about kevin's band okay (laughs) and then by the end of it you're just you relaxed and you're into it oh crap if they weren't anything about kevin's about the about the uh uh cosmic crystal that'd be awesome well you know uh that's a good point about like it, it's it's is different, but it's not. Um, I would say I bet the reason most people still like She-Ra and He-Man is not because of the expertly done scripts, but because of the elements in it. So they just took the elements and made a great story with it. So you can't help sure. but like it. So I would say for me, the bottom line is this is just a great classic fantasy novel where you've got you forge alliances to build a rebellion and have to learn about ancient history to do it, and it pulls <laughs> upon all like modern media stuff that we would like. It pulls a lot from video games, uh, comic books, um, old cartoons that we watched. It's mm-hmm. just an expertly done story and you don't even have to like this kind of thing or, or that kind of thing. If you like fantasy novels, you would like it. What, do you, what do you think, Scott? What's your bottom, bottom line? line? Bottom You're like, line. What do you think about New She-Ra? I, I think it's a, uh, I, it's a, a good reflection of times that are happening right now mm-hmm. um and it, it's a good storyline of of you know like you were saying it's a good fa- fantasy storyline and whatever else but I, I feel like it's also a very woman empowerment mm-hmm. thing um and the even the male characters in it are are very like especially Bo. he's very friendly and very nice and always want to help and like you know just like it, it's 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 a very good character and it's like you you, you look at that character and you're like, you're like, I want, you know, like if I had, a, if I do have a son, but it's like, if I had a son, you know, I would be like, 
he's a really nice guy. Like he helps out, you know, like, and he's not, you know, whatever. Oh yeah. So it's a better, so, like, it's a, a so, modern role, modern yeah, model. Mo- yeah. So yeah. if I have yeah. a daughter, it's like, she, she gets excited about the princesses. They're trying to help out. They have friendships and, you Race know, guilt, like, kick like, butt. Yeah, know. exactly. So it's just like, it, it's a, a very nice story along those lines. And even like, you know, even like taking, uh, oh yeah, I don't want to get uh, the, the Seahawk thing or whatever. Comparing <laughs> comparing him to the old one to the new one, but like there's silly characters and everything else. But um, that's another way in which they made uh, an old story work for a new generation. Yes, that makes sense. Oh yeah, Correct. absolutely. That's a, a stopping point for right now for the discussion, although it does continue, and it will continue for you because we're releasing the two at the same time. But why don't we just turn the cassette over now? Boop! Boop! Burp. And we'll drink some more Red Bulls. We'll drink some more Red Bulls. So and we can we'll, get through it. And we'll catch you for part two of the She-Ra Netflix series recap. Punched and I kicked and I lasered all night. So I punched and I kicked and I lasered all night.